Punk Rocket Show is sponsored by the label Double Helix Records, an independent vinyl first label based in Arizona. Double Helix Records is the label home of Jason DeVore of Authority Zero, Yotam Benarin of Useless ID, Survival Guide, Mercy Music, and many more incredible artists. Their catalog includes everything from guitar-driven indie rock and electronic indie pop to power pop and stripped-down acoustic rock. And, of course, Double Helix puts out plenty of punk rock. They love working with good people who have something to say and their favorite thing is to bring that good noise to your ear holes, especially on vinyl. Check the show notes or visit doubleelixrecords.com for more information about the label and their artists. And enjoy this episode! Hey punk rock human, if you like merch as much as I do, I strongly repunkment you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Krang, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Sly tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Hello, hello, punk rockers. Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 91. My name is Emily Plamondon. I'm your host and I live in Quebec City in Canada. Recently, you asked me to interview more bands you might not know about, some smaller bands, new bands. I heard you, my friends, because today we'll be introduced to the band Gone Stereo from Long Island, New York. So my guest is the frontman, Matti Lupinacci. We had a very nice conversation. And you know what? He's gonna make you discover two other bands. Kingfisher from Ontario and Great Shakes from Netherlands and Belgium. So I hope you're ready, punk rock humans, because the show is starting now. Bonjour, bonjour. I hope you are doing great. I'm good, but it's so freaking cold here in Quebec City. It's like minus 30 Celsius, but we feel it like if it was minus 45. I don't know in Fahrenheit. It's complicated. <laughs> Google it. Negative 45 degrees Celsius is negative 49 degrees Fahrenheit. I can't believe I moved here from Los Angeles. Fuck. Um, but it's really, really, really cold, so I'm happy I can stay inside. I'm privileged enough that I can work from home so I don't have to walk. Because I usually go to work by walk and I would be frozen. <laughs> I was so excited to talk to you about some stuff this week. First of all, I met my new band at home last Thursday. We had a great chat about what we're going to do in 2023. I think the guys are super motivated. We know that we're going to work on four new songs and we hope that we'll be able to release an EP in 2023. We wanted to release the first single very quick, but we finally decided to wait until we have a whole EP, maybe an album. 
We don't know, but I feel more motivated than ever. I have a lot of lyrics ideas, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I really want to put more effort in a band, which means that I want to work on the band for many hours in the week. So I have to sacrifice some stuff. But I really want to keep doing the podcast once a week. I still want to interview a lot of people, but I think I will cut time off Instagram and social medias in general. Even if I love being on Instagram, it's such a beautiful, positive community for me. But I think I will spend a little less time and you won't even notice. (laughs) It, It was that or I will nap a little less and... Nah, I will never sacrifice my daily naps. (laughs) Also, big, 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 big excitement because, oh, remember last week I was telling you that I was super envious of people in Australia because Trice is going to tour there playing the artist in the ambulance as it's entirely to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the album. But they announced a US and Canada tour and they're going to play this album On June 3rd in Montreal, I got a ticket, so I'm super excited. Wow, 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 wow. I heard that they are not always good live, but I don't care because this album is one of the the albums I listen the most to all the time. Every time I'm I'm driving, I listen to this album. (laughs) So I will have to see it played live. I can't wait. It's gonna be my birthday this week. I'm gonna turn 39 years old, which means that this podcast is gonna turn two years old because I released the first episode on February 8, 2021, on my 37th birthday. Oh! I can't believe it's been already two years. So I just wanna thank you so much for being in the crowd and just having fun with me every week. I It was one of my biggest dreams to start that kind of podcast, but I had no self-confidence. But I finally decided that I don't care if I have self-confidence or not. I just did it. And wow, this project makes me happy on a daily basis, even if it keeps me very busy, more than I would thought at first. But yeah, you know, passion keeps us busy. And that's that's okay. I love this. Before we listen to some great music, I just want to tell you three quick news. So first, if you're a fan of Subhumans, Pirates Press released a vinyl box set of all their records remixed, remastered from the original tapes. It comes with a booklet with Dick's original diaries entries, exclusive photos, original lyrics sheets. It's a masterpiece of collection. I absolutely want this box set, even if I don't know Subhumans a lot. What a great occasion to dig into their stuff a little more. Also, Bayside will release a new EP very soon, in about a month, on March 70th. It's going to be called The Blue EP. And they released a new song, How to Ruin Everything. It doesn't sound like face-to-face, though. <laughs> it's way more metal. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but the, the song is pretty good. Also... I'm excited for a new EP from Jughead's Revenge. It's going to be released on May 5th on Zbab Records. And it's going to be called Vultures. The first repunkmendation for today is for the band Kingfisher from Ontario, Canada. 
It's really fun because it was suggested by my guest, uh, Maddie from the band Gun Stereo. But they were already on my list of repunkmendations because I discovered them a year or a year and a half ago. They show up regularly in my Instagram and Facebook live. And they are great people. They are playing amazing music. You're gonna love this band if you like bands like Face to Face, The Atteries, Body Jar and... They wrote on their bio that they are also influenced by early Goo Goo Dolls. I have to listen to them again as well as Goo Goo Dolls to, uh, to figure out if it's true or not, but it's great. Kingfisher released three EPs last year, so a self-titled EP, Generation Zero and Hidden Enemy. They released recently a new single called Praying for More Pain, and that's the song we're gonna listen to right now. Come down to how I find myself in prayer. 
Yeah, now it's time to listen to my interview with Matti Lupinacci from the band Gun Stereo. We talked about the fact that he started touring when he was super young. Uh, we talked also about his love for pop-punk music, how he started the band Gun Stereo. We also talked about, hmm, are we too old to start a pop-punk band? Spoiler, the answer is no. We're never too old for anything. And of course, we talked about the band in general, their lyrics, their upcoming shows, upcoming projects. It was a very nice chat. During the interview, you're going to hear their song, Don't Think I Forgot About You. It is so good. So catchy, so melodic. Wow. And at the end of the interview, you're going to hear another of Maddie's repunkmendation. This time it's for the band Great Shakes from Netherlands and Belgium. It's another very catchy band. It reminds me of Alkaline Trio and hot water music it is so good i'm very happy i discovered them because of maddie they released their debut album in 2019 and we're gonna listen to their song november star but first enjoy this interview so thank you for for being here i know it's late it's friday night so no it's okay <laughs> Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm super happy. Thank you. So I, the listeners um, requested me to do more interviews with bands they might not know about, like new bands. So I was uh -huh. really happy. And my friends in Double Helix suggested you. And it's super funny because I repunk manned one of your songs a few weeks ago on my radio show. So oh, that's great. I was what, like, oh, yeah. you, do you remember what song it was? Yeah, it was the the um, the most. Uh, don't think <laughs> I stopped. Forgot the, about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about video. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This song. <laughs> yeah, it's a very great song. So I appreciate I thought, it. Thank uh, you. I thought it was fun that the listeners requested me to have more band, more new bands. Double Elix suggested you, and I also repunkmend one of your songs. So that's like, great. Yeah. Good. So yeah, I see I, I yeah. see Double Helix every once in a while on Instagram. Um, very very cool. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and Seth from Negative Progressions actually reached out to me and said that you were interested. And I was like, why not? Not a big deal. Yeah, I think they're all friends, and yeah. it's great because Double Helix are sponsoring a few episodes, and they just wanted to promote your band too, even if you're not necessarily on their catalog. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, and it's it's like. What a great community. I know? agree. Yeah. So where are you on this crazy planet? I am on Long Island and I live in a town called Comac. Oh. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Indian named towns around. So my town is Comac on Long Island. I'm about 30 minutes from New York City. Oh, okay. So you're very that's, close. That's where, that's where I'm located. And the rest of the band are like within the... Uh, probably 10, 15 mile radius of me. So everyone's just scattered all over the place. Oh, so today I, since, like I said, listeners wants to hear a new band, maybe we could talk a little about the history of the band and like your songs. But first I want to tell, I want to know a little more about you. So what's your personal background? Did you have bands before? Probably, but like, how yeah, did you start your I mean, own journey? It is, it is, it is kind of interesting. So when, when I was in high school, I got involved in a band and before that I really never did much with music. Oh. So I would, I would play guitar um, just once in a while, just trying to learn it. And then I picked up the bass guitar for a while 
I was learning that. And then I, this band was looking for a bass player and uh, a friend of mine who plays drums was in the band. So he referred me. And I said, that's great. I, I'll definitely I'll try out. And then when I tried out and they saw that I was jumping all over the place, like, we want you. I was like, all right, it's great. So they had a whole bunch of songs. And then next thing you know, they're booking a tour across the country. I was like, oh, a tour. I was like, wow. I never, I never done anything like that before. And then next thing you know, I'm like 18 years old and I'm, I'm going across country. And it was like, uh, it was an experience. You know, I've seen, I, I never been to the places I've been to. I've seen Las Vegas and, California and wow. all different cultures. So it was really, really cool. You were very young. Yeah, I started young. Wow. And then um, that band came back. We, we, you know, we wrote some more, toured again. And then ultimately the band actually changed their name and they, they went in a different direction and I didn't go with them at that point. Mm -hmm. So I kind of did my own thing for a while. And then, uh, you know, I was in a couple bands here and there. And then I finally started a project where I was going to try to start singing and I never thought I would do it. Like I never thought of being a front man, you know? Really? Because, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I, never, I, I was so always natural. just a bass player, bass player, oh. you know, background vocal guy. I wasn't really the, the center of the attention, you know? Is it because you were like scared to try? Were you at the time sometimes like singing loud in a mic or like, did you know you could sing, but you were just shy? Why did Why it took Honestly, so long? I, I really, I really don't know. I mean, I, I'll never forget the first time. I, I remember very vividly. I was in Connecticut. It was my first time ever singing in a band, and I, I felt all the nerves mm -hmm. when I was on stage mm -hmm. during the first 10 seconds of the song. And then, as soon as I started singing, it all went away. And I was like, "This is great." And then wow. I just went on from there. And then I was a singer of a band ever since, you know, and. That band that I was in pre previously to this one, you know, that also took me across the country and I, I was able to see a lot wow. of things on, in that. And I met a lot of people. I toured and uh, met a lot of bands that I have influences with. So it, it was a great experience. And when you did your first tour around 18 years old, how did you feel? Like, was it like a dream or you were like, oh, it's not how I, I thought it would be so how, how did you experiment that it, it, i would say it was more of a dream yeah because I, i never traveled outside of new york city at that age you know mm. a, a lot of people traveled or been to like florida i, I never left anywhere so that that experience me was the first time i had a lot of firsts like you know, yeah. first time in this state this state first time here and there first time i actually was on a plane we actually Flew out oh, to California yeah. and opened up the band, the Ataris. You know the Ataris. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, so, that's so, great. Yeah, they they got us a show out in Pomona, and they asked us to play. So we flew, and I never was on a plane, so that was an experience. Oh, what year <laughs> was that? Or about? I I want to say 2020 or 2021. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Like 2001. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, no, it's not. Oh, so we're, we're probably the same age. I'm, uh, nah. I'm going to be 39 in a few days. I'm 42. Okay. Yeah. Around like, yeah. I thought it would probably be like plus or less four years. Uh, so, okay. In, yeah. in the same, in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. It's funny because the first time I heard your band Gun Stereo, I was like, Oh, it's a, It's a very young band. They're probably yeah. like super young in their early 20s because <laughs> it's so refreshing and like, you know. 
Yeah, and then it's like, wait, but it's a bunch of uh, older guys. Like, yeah, hey. <laughs> oh, that's Again, great. So but it, it's, it's definitely fun, but um. So yeah, opening for the galleries, it's really amazing yeah. for. Yeah. Well, that's great. So like, a after that last band fizzled out, I didn't do anything with music for a long time. Mm. Like I, I stopped for years, maybe ten <laughs> or eleven years. I didn't do anything. Why? Well, I, I was the, that last tour I was on with my last band. I, I was out for a long time, uh, like three oh. months. Oh, and, and and it was really it took a toll on me. Mm. I really didn't have a real job, you know. It's just like the, the money was just very, you know, lucrative. Whatever yeah. we could make at that time, you know. So coming back, you know, I, I decided that I needed a real job. I had to step away for a while, and like. It kind of upset me a little bit, and then I kind of just didn't want to think about music. And then fast forward all these years later, the pop punk sound started coming out again. Mm. I was like, all right, you know, I always wanted to be in a pop punk band. Never, I was never like my old band was a rock band. I mean, uh. the, the band when I was 18 was pop punk too, but I never like created a pop punk band, and I really wanted to. Oh wow! You know, and then I during COVID, I bought a computer. Um, brand new computer. I bought a recording program. I bought a couple new guitars. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back into this thing again. Wow. And I was just going to do something solo. It was just strictly an acoustic project. And then oh. I wrote a couple songs. And then I found a session drummer. So I don't know how to play drums. I, I play electronic drums on the computer. I really cannot play drum drums, yeah. but I really wanted to record it. So I got a session drummer and we recorded five songs with him. But I wanted to play live. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do I play live? I got to find a band. <laughs> so so <laughs> I was reaching out to uh, a few people, you know, putting the feelers out, you know, who wants to play? You know, I really want to play a show. And then I talked to a friend of mine that I met when I was 18, when I was playing you know, oh. another band. And I, the only reason why I reached out to him was I wanted to cover one of his songs that he wrote in the band that he was in at 18. Oh. So I was just getting, you know, kind of like permission or his blessing, you know. And then when we were talking, I was like, yeah, I would love to play live. I just don't know anybody. And then next thing you know, I get an email from a guitar player, his friend, Chris. And he goes, oh, you looking for a guitar player? I was like, yeah, I'm looking for a guitar player. He goes, well, I play guitar. And I know the person I was talking about, his name is Kurt. So Kurt reached out to me. Ah, oh, that's, like, that's great. A, I was like, that's a great idea. And then... um He introduced me to a bass player, and then I introduced them to the drummer of my old band. And mm. next thing you know, we formed this group, and it became like it. it we were called Lupo Punk. It wasn't gone stereo. Oh, <laughs> it was because it was a solo project, so we didn't have a name. Yeah. And then we played our first show last year in January at a VFW hall. It was fun. We had a wow. great time, and then. Uh, We were talking to Seth from Negative Progression Records, and he liked one of the songs I gave him, but he did not like the name Lupo Punk. And I was like, Lupo Punk is my AOL screen name when I was a kid, you know? And <laughs> it, and I was like, you know, I, I get it. It's not marketable, but it is what it is. But then we sat and really thought about it. Like, you know what? We should change our name. And next thing you know, it became Gone Stereo, and here yeah. we are. Here That's we are. It. There's the history for you. <laughs> Was it hard to start a new band, especially a pop punk band uh, at, at our age? Because I, I started a band recently and it was really hard to find musicians 
Maybe yeah. because uh, it's Quebec City, it's still smaller city, it's and all the musicians are already in many projects, they have kids, they are already touring with their main band, so it was so hard you're hitting, to find. You're hitting it right on right in the nail right on the head because a lot of the people that I spoke to spoke with, they're already in three bands as it is. Yeah. And like they got so much going on. So it's it's very, very it was very difficult trying to like locate anybody to play. You know, that's yeah. why I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, my friends that I have now that are playing because it actually all worked out. It actually. all works really well. That's great. Um, so you talked a little about the influences for you. It was obvious you would start a pop, pop punk band. So why? Why this genre specifically when these days like it's, um, I would say, There's a huge wave of very technical punk rock or hardcore. So, yeah, you know, I, I again, I grew up listening to pop punk. You know, in the early 2000s. I grew mm -hmm. up to like the, the Ataris, the Newfound Glories, yeah. and, you know, All Time Low, and all those bands, Brand New, and uh, Brand and New, Long, and, and Long Island had a lot of bands coming out of it that you know oh, take yeah. it back sunday all, oh, yeah. uh, all those bands from mm -hmm. long island so it's like i wanted to be in one of those and that i wanted to write music like that you know and the new pop punk these days like machine gun kelly's and mm -hmm. uh jxdn it, it's like a lot more it is pop punk but it's like a lot more synthesizers and yeah sample and samples and stuff it's big production Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and the funny thing is, I've been to a couple shows, and like some bands don't even have bass players. It's all samples. Like oh. they, they play to a background chat, uh, background mix. It's it's pretty wild, actually. Yeah. But, but you know, and I wanted to bring back that old 2000s style. Yeah. And, and that that's my goal, and it's actually working out. And a few shows that we played, a lot of people that we spoke to after the show was like, oh, you know, haven't heard something like this in a real long time. Mm -hmm. It's great, refreshing. I was like, so, and it's working. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's just great. So you wanted it to be more, I would say, not authentic, because it doesn't mean it's not authentic, but that's the word that comes up. Maybe it's my English, yeah. but, you know, just more raw, I would say. Raw? I would say. I don't know. I don't, know. I, I don't have all the vocabulary. But so no, nothing you, with like yeah, nothing synthesized and not not heavily produced, you know. Exactly. Just, Something you know, when, when we go into the studio, we you know, we guitar, bass, drums, vocals, same thing live, you know, we don't you know not saying that a background track is a bad thing, you know, no, that's no. just not us. We, we don't do that. So nothing that you can't totally recreate live. Live. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I love those bands too. I was I started a radio show here in Quebec City in 2004 and right after like in 2005 6 7 that was that uh, a huge wave of emo and I kind yeah. of loved it but it was like a, a war here between the punk scene and the emo scene but I was like but yeah, I love yeah. I love everything <laughs> Did yeah, you they, feel they, that? They had that here too like you had the hardcore kids and then the pop punk kids Every, everyone had their little click you know The Scott, there was the Scott scenes, they had Scott bands. But oh, yeah. Ultimately, everybody did get along, though, even though everyone had their own click. Like, you could play a pop punk band, could play a hardcore show. It's yeah. like that, that, that's what the best part about it was. Um, there was no, like, why is this pop punk band playing this hardcore show? 
Yeah, these days it's those wars are over totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone like just loves the music as mm -hmm. it is. So talk to me about your songs because what attracted um, me about your songs is that it's super catchy, super melodic, uh, great vocals. So Thank you. What, are you, what did you release so far? Because pretty, it's not a, not a lot of stuff already. No, well, we, we just finished recording five new songs. Yeah. We're actually being mixed right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and they're also super catchy. They, they sound great. I, can't, I cannot wait to put them out. Um, but what's out right now, you know, I think I think there's three or four originals. And I did a couple covers. Yeah, you have covers, too. Yeah. And, and again, the cover song, you know, one of the cover songs we did is called Invisible to You. That's a band that I was in when I was 16, 16 years old. So it, it's just fun to just put out an old, old, old song. Mm -hmm. No one really knows about it, you know. And then I did an Offspring song that yeah. that I liked. There's songs that I like. Alistair's song that I like, you know. Mm -hmm. And the originals, I just sat down one day and, and I just started playing and I was humming melodies. I was like, I, I, just trying to figure it out, you know. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics are funny because I didn't write the lyrics right away. I actually went in my garage And I found boxes of lyrics that I wrote. Hmm. And then I was going through them because back, you know, years ago, I, oh, I was wow. going some tough times. <laughs> I, I, I was writing some crazy things. And then I found a box of lyrics. And then I, I was looking at a time that I was going through a tough time. And mm -hmm. then I took those words and I started writing the melody to the words. And next thing you know, that song, Don't Think I Forgot About You, was created. That was the first song that was made. Oh, So and, and, it, and I demoed it out. It sounded great. And then we went upstate. I went upstate and recorded with the session drummer. Mm -hmm. And then I sent to Seth Negative Progression. He loved it. And then we went, we just went from there. And it's a great song. Like everywhere we go, everyone's like, that, that's your anthem. That song's great. The video is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great song. I love the video too. <laughs> yeah, the it's video really is great. Yeah, we, we did it with uh, there's a a production company out in New Jersey called Fall of the House Productions. Very great uh, people. They they had the concept that fit perfectly and yeah. everything spoke out perfectly. It's a great concept. It's definitely the pop punk vibe I remember from the early 2000s. Like, yeah, definitely. Totally <laughs> so, yeah, and, I told you, I thought you were very young, but at the same time, it's so, it reminds me so much of the early 2000s that you couldn't be that young <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny like i said like it, it's i think i think i read somebody wrote some crazy review not like a review but like a comment on the video like aren't these guys a little old for this kind of music <laughs> i was like no that's no and, never. And, and, and i was like you know what I was never like, too old i'm never too old and i'm gonna keep doing this until i can't do it no more and then that's just it
stop saying that to everyone especially women too because mm. when you're in your late 30s uh i don't know you feel like you should focus on your family and so a lot of people forget about their passions and so every time i see people of my age and even older having their passion yeah. and starting bands i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you, you can't you can't you know not live your dreams and mm. what makes you feel good and you can't let But you can't put like an age on that so exactly so no yeah. you're definitely not too old no nah. oh no never <laughs> so <laughs> oh i saw that um uh, so you released a cover album uh how many songs you said three there was three there three was three songs? and because i i stalked your band's um instagram and i saw that you did a operation ivy cover but it's not is it on this album no 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 we, we just Why? do that live Oh, yeah, we, we, do, we, we do it live every once in a while. We have extra time. Um, it's fun, you know. Ivy yeah. is a big influence of our bass player and guitar player. I'm an Ivy. I'm an Ivy fan, and like I don't mean I don't listen to it like they listen to it, but it's a great song. It's a great band. I That's, like. It. We love to play it. Yeah. It's uh, the for the listeners. It's a knowledge knowledge song. I love it. Um, yeah. And Green Day covers it too. I think. Oh, hmm. yeah! I think Green Day did, covered it on their early, early out, like before they were like really mm -hmm. known. And we talked about the song "Don't Think I Forgot About You." Um, sorry, I always miss the title. <laughs> it's a long yeah. title. <laughs> it's, it's a long title. <laughs> you released a EP, not a, not an EP, but a seven inch with this song yeah, and another yeah. one. It, it's going to be that one and taste of this, but it hasn't come out yet because there's such a high demand for, for vinyl right now. I mean, production-wise, yeah. you're looking like a year out. That's how like how oh, crazy it is. Really? Yeah. So if you, it's like if you want to release songs on vinyl, you're going to have to like plan like a year in advance. I mean, there's there's a couple places I know, like in maybe in Europe, that will uh, press vinyl for you quicker, but it's more expensive. It's just high demand now. Like vinyl, it came back out of nowhere. It's I like, know. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that I thought it was it was a little better a few months ago, but it might start it again to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I know some bands have to release their album later than they thought because th that they planned originally because vinyl pressing is delayed and delayed and delayed and it, i think it's so sad that you have to postpone your release because the album is is already made it's already done and you have to wait I'm like yeah. ah. i mean I'm, i'm hoping the plan is for these next songs you know obviously vinyl is not going to be an option right away because of demand but you know obviously it will be up on you know digitally And maybe we'll do press like sets and CDs mm -hmm. just for like yeah. you know, you yeah, know, sets. for shows. But vinyl, I'm, I I already know right now, vinyl is not going to be available for any of the new stuff for a long time. I just that it is what it is with that. Yeah, can't believe this. Ah, oh, it's so frustrating. But yeah, it is what it is. Like you said. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's the secret for writing such catchy songs? How do you create your melodies? Because it's a very that's very noticeable in your band according to yeah we're a very I, melodic band yeah uh, 
especially in the, the choruses are very like sing along choruses. I don't know what like it, you know we started writing together now. Like those those songs were written exclusively by mm-hmm. me, you know. Mm-hmm. And these newer songs that we're going to put out was more collaborating, and I, I think they sound great. I, I, again, I can't wait to put them out. Oh. But like melody wise, I, I, it just comes. It, it's no secret. It just it just comes. Just. I can't really explain it. It's just uh, I'll sit there and I'll, I'll play something and and then I'll record it and then I'll just sing any kind of lyric over it to try to find a melody. And, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, like it sounded good. And then I'll try to put a, a harmony over it. And then I'll like, all right, I'll use that. And then um, I must I must have like stuff on my computer with, like a hundred takes to try to like wow. get it the right way. Oh, and then finally. I find the right one, and then we just it just builds from there. So you actually record a lot of versions until you find yes. the catchy thing. Ah, I, nice I, I find I find it easy that way. You know, back in the yeah. day, you know, we had a handheld recorder. Like the technology is so different now that you yeah. can pull up your cell phone and hit the the mem- you know the totally. record memo, and you can write down your idea. Because something a lot of ideas I had, I lost too. I know that I had something in my head. I'm driving home, and I, I forgot, and then I came home. Like, damn it, you know, it's like. It is what it is, but yeah, that's how I do it. I record, I record the stuff into the computer, and then I just sing over it and just try to oh, find the melody. I think I'm gonna try this. That's great. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It does work because then you like, you, and then it actually helped me become a better singer too because I learned how to harmonize mm. myself. Like I, you know, so I'm really not good at music theory. I'm, I'm horrible at that. It's just, but if I sing a vocal and then I create another track and then I sing a melody now I'm like oh, now I'm finding my melodies I'm singing better yeah so I, I think the fact you know having a recording program is beneficial for any musician to so like that that's just that's just me and I something I would suggest to any you know oh, yeah, anybody that's trying a, out. because what I do is I have a part of a song on my phone I'm on my bed and I'm doing like meow 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 and I'm trying to find a melody but if yeah. I was recording it like you said I could yeah, just lay listen track to down it. and then yeah. save it, and then. And I have all the equipment. Like I'm doing a podcast right now on the same <laughs> software. And you can do same it. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try that. It's probably good for inspiration too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, you can test, and it's and also it's just fun to record. I love it to. Is. I love the, to do like studio stuff and recordings. Fun. Yeah, studio studio stuff is fun. Definitely fun. So when when you started to play music again after like many years, how did you feel? Were you like, oh, that took me it, so it long? It was definitely a missing part of my life, and mm. I'm glad I got it back. I, I was, you know, my, my my real job is very demanding and mm-hmm. very depressing. Oh, so like when when I have the time to do this, I forget about all that, and then oh, this wow. makes me happy. You know, so I can. Again, I wish I didn't stop for so long. And I think if I maybe started a little earlier, things would be different. But I mean, I don't know how much different it would be, but no everything's working now. And it's, 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 it's a good thing. And it feels good. Yeah. People on with are great. It just, it just, everything is just good right now. Mm-hmm. And do you know when we could hear the new songs? I'm going to say late spring. Oh, but good. That, that's that's my idea. You know, we're still talking with Seth at Negative Progression yeah. to see what, what's, you know, what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what songs we're going to choose or how we're going to approach it. And we're also going to be doing more videos. So we're actually 
making concepts right now. So we ideally would like to have a song come out digitally and then have a video follow up immediately. Yeah. Not like this one, like this one, this song was out since June and we just put the video out six months mm-hmm. later. So I kind of want to put them back to back. That's the plan. So you're working But, uh, on strategy to release and yes. yeah. Oh, and we just, since, since these songs are already being mixed, we're actually starting to write new material now. So it's like, oh. it just keeps going and going and going. Well, now you're really started again. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> now you can't stop. <laughs> can't stop, but like, I mean, we're, we're, we're not going to be, you know, it's not going to be like it was, you know, 15 years ago mm-hmm. where we can just get up and take off for like three months, you know, it's like. Three that, months is so long. Three that months. That was brutal. It, it was a brutal tour. I wouldn't, I, I could never, never do that. It's my yeah, dream it, it, to to tour a little but ah oh, three months it was a long time it was a really long time i'll never forget it but it was an experience and i don't regret it great oh yeah no definitely totally and speaking of touring i think you're playing some shows these days yeah we our last show we just played the gramsci yeah. theater in new york city which was great uh we played with you know hidden in plain view you ever heard of that band uh what what did you say hidden, uh, hidden in plain view they no. were a, they were a band in the early 2000s uh one of drive-thru records like first bands that they signed no oh. uh they're like an emo pop punk they're a great band and, and um i know the bass player his name is chris and i knew him from back in the day too and uh we kept we kept in touch you know every once in a while and i mentioned you know that i'm in a band and i was like i would love to open up mm. to you guys but like it really wasn't his call you know and then uh The strange thing was, two weeks before the show, the promoter reached out, like, you want to open for the show? I was like, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I was like, I was, I was floored. I couldn't believe it. And then uh, it was it was really a great experience for all of us because, you know, some of the people in the band never had a experience, like, at a venue that size. Oh. Uh, you know, so it was, you know, it was really nice for... Uh, for the promoter and the band and to have us play with them. It was just a great night. Plus if it's a big venue, the sound is probably Oh yeah. The great. sound was loud and, and yeah, it, it, it was great. And, and the great thing was like, I think because we opened the show and I, you know, it's a Sunday in New York city. So a sun, Sundays are hard Oh, to even bring a crowd. But I mean, they, when we were on, I think we probably played about 150 people and, oh. uh, The response was overwhelming. Like after we were done, we spoke to people who live upstate New York and said that those songs are great. They can't stop listening to it. You know, yeah. they heard us. They heard us before they came, and it just sounds great that we're playing that type of music. And I was like, yeah, we're gonna keep doing it. <laughs> oh. show, shows like that are great, you know. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, we really can't. You know, those shows come. They don't come all the time, like where you open up for like a big national act, you know. But if if we play like a show like that all the time, the, you, the band would blow up because yeah, you know, you play in front of two, three hundred people a night, or every any type, of, you know, it's gonna you're gonna go somewhere. I didn't know that it was hard to play a, on a Sunday in New York, but yeah, yeah, Sundays are hard. I remember Mondays work, and then it's like. I know here too, but New York I couldn't tell. But once I was in New York, and I was at a I would say medium sized venue. I don't remember the name, and I was shocked because I was seeing the Flatliners with a Willem Scream, and both of those bands uh, play sold out shows here, and the the venue was uh, 
very empty. And I was like, what? It's the Flatliners? It's yeah. a Willem's Cream? What happened? Maybe it was a Sunday. <laughs> I don't remember. It, it could have been a Sunday, <laughs> but New York, New, York, New York City is, is different these days. Like, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of venues anymore. And it's, it's, oh, really, really? it's like bigger places. Like, so, mm-hmm. I mean, Brooklyn is kind of like, we, we played in Brooklyn and there's a, there's a little scene going on there, which is pretty cool. So we're going to start playing Brooklyn a lot more. Brooklyn, New York. Oh. But like, you know, all those venues that you, that were around, this they don't, they don't exist. So it's just, it just sucks. But yeah, but still it's good. You have a, a new experience with the band in New York. Yeah. So what's next for you? Like the, the uh, release, another video. Well, another again, like I said, the, the new songs are being mixed. Mm-hmm. They're almost done. Once they're done, we're going to decide a release date, yeah. how they release. You know, we're, we're writing now. We're, we're putting our heads together for a video. So, so we're busy. We've got a lot going on. And we got a lot of shows coming up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will offer something um, in, in sometime this spring. I, I can't discuss it yet, but we will yeah. announce it. It's, it's exciting. So oh. that, that's something that's going to be coming down the pipeline. Um, but... Again, that, that's that's really it. I mean, playing shows, writing, getting ready. Yeah. What are the topics that you are inspired by if you want to keep the pop-punk vibe, uh, you know? Like, who am I inspired by? Uh, what, what kind of lyrics do you write? Do you want to re- uh, to, to keep this vibe of a little, like, I don't know how to say that. Not immaturity, but like party I, I don't know. vibe. I, I'm still using the lyrics that I, I found in the garage. Yeah. When, I'm, when I'm telling you boxes, I have That's... boxes of lyrics. And I might as well use them. I mean, I wrote the words, so like, why not use them? But the funny thing is, like, that's how I was feeling, like, 10 years ago. I don't feel like that anymore. But no, it's, but, like, that's what I like. It's, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and, but then, uh, obviously, you know, there's... Some of some of the, the lyrics are, are new because you know I didn't like some of the stuff I wrote, but yeah. a majority is from the stuff in the garage. That's so amazing! It fits. yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I gotta tell you that I have boxes. It's crazy. Oh, I wish I could see that. It's great. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> so it's like loose paper or like a yeah, notebook. loose paper, different oh. colors, like <laughs> jobs that I used to work at, like paperwork from there, just. Scribble scrap, like just any idea I thought of, and then just and it's amazing because like even when I read all that stuff, I was like, wow, like I was I was out of my mind back then. <laughs> so pretty crazy. Wow, that that's a real treasure you have. Yeah. I hope you're gonna keep it forever. <laughs> yeah. and, and I used to keep a journal more. too. I, ha- oh. I have a couple of those, and uh, wow. there's a lot of words in there too. Oh, nice. So you can be your own muse, but travel time. <laughs> like uh, time traveling <laughs> that's so great <laughs> it is crazy yeah totally love it uh, hey thank you so much it was a nice chat to introduce your band so um, I will keep checking your stuff and every, as soon as uh, you have a release or something I will tell the listeners yeah, to totally check that yeah totally appreciate it you know again you know we want to just expand on the Instagram followers try yeah. to get that as much as possible I'll try you know, to our help stuff's, you. Our stuff's everywhere on all social media platforms, you know. Yeah. But yeah, just just keep in touch. Yeah. There's a lot more coming, and I'm sure you're gonna love it. 
Hope you're going to play here in Quebec City eventually. Yeah, there's a couple people that we've been talking to up in Canada, actually. Uh, uh, Kingfisher. Kingfisher. Oh, yeah, they're great. They're from Ontario. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. them. And uh, we were actually we were discussing last year about coming up and doing a weekend there. So oh, hopefully, okay. hopefully that uh, works out. Yeah, I'll, you I'll can definitely be in touch and let you know. Could start in Ontario, come in Quebec. Uh, yeah, Kingfisher. I might play them on the episode. Why not? Yeah, they're a great band. They're a great, great band. Also, I, if I if I can suggest you a local band here that you might like, there are pop punk, sure. melodic punk. It's called Itch and Go. Itch and Go. Yeah. You write that down. Yeah, I'll, I'll write it to you. Itch and Go, they are very good. I love them. Good friends where, of where, mine. Where, where are they from? Quebec what, City. What area? Quebec City. Quebec here. City? Yeah, that's where I live. That's great. They're really great in the in the scene here. Great people. Good music. Actually, there's another band, too. I, I you ever heard of Great Shakes? Great Shakes? No. No. My, my bass player actually found them on Apple Music, and I think they're from Canada. Oh, I'll check that. Yeah, you should check it out. I'm I, 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 I'm really like digging that band. Like I have them. I have not oh. stopped playing their record. Oh, <laughs> great, great okay. shakes! I, I, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. And th I'll tell you that the song that you should listen to would be November Star. November Star. Yeah. Great shakes, November Star. All right, maybe I'll repunkment them on this episode. Very, very good. Yeah, that's good. All right, I love that. So if you think about any other bands, just write me. Absolutely, Great. yeah, it's not a problem. Oh, thank you so much. So, thank you. Um Coming for you, your boyfriend and 
say thank you to our sponsors, EpicMerchStore.com, also Double Elix Records. Thank you to Scott Alquist for his help with the edit and the co-production of this episode. If you want to support the show and my work, you can subscribe to your favorite platform so you won't miss an episode. You can also reach me on social media, give me some feedback, some suggestions, some bands to discover. I love to talk to you. You can also subscribe to the Patreon page if you want to give me some money to help financing this shit. And in exchange, you have access to some exclusive content. You can also make a donation through PayPal or buy me a coffee. I'll be back next week for another episode. But until then, punk your life. Bye-bye.